0: Welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host, and I am very, very excited to be joined for the first time in what feels like forever by my co-host, the Fulham Flyer. And that is notable since Fulham is getting promoted. The Shawangunk yeah. Express. The Drew Holman to my Drew Barrymore. Phil Vondra. Welcome back to the Pain Cave, Phil.
1: It is good to be back. Even the Rolling Stones had to take a break, you know? <laughs> we are making our comeback just like them. I feel that I am uh, probably um, going to have to make you Keith Richards, unfortunately. Um, and uh, That's I guess a- I will uh, will have to um, be... Uh, shit, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let,
0: let's keep you Mick Jagger for now, just so... I mean, because yeah, Charlie Watson... I, I- that's not working out well at this point.
1: <laughs> uh, now you can be Keith Richards. I'll be Mick Jagger. Is that? I, uh, I mean, I thought we could be the Beatles, but I wasn't really sure. You know, I mean, with that haircut of yours, I thought you were going to be Ringo Starr. But <laughs> I thought we'll, with, go with, we'll go with the Stones.
0: With your history of uh, ingestion of substances, I thought you would be Keith Richards for sure.
1: Yeah, possible. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I definitely. Uh, Definitely had some uh, some good days when I overdid the nutmeg and the cinnamon. <laughs> you know, I've overspiced my latte a couple of times, as they say. Is that how they say it? In the world of baristas, I do believe that is the case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, it has been
0: it has been a very very long time since we have sat down to to pod. Uh, I know people have been clamoring for our triumphant return, and, and uh, we're going to be sorry to disappoint them because this show is. So overdue that I'm afraid we're uh, drowning a little bit in in topics to cover, but we're going to try to get into just hitting some of the highlights of the first really half of the season or third of the year in the world of trail and ultra running uh, all across the country. And we'll hit on some East Coast results. We'll hit on some some international results. We'll hit on some world records. But before we get to all that, Phil, what are we drinking tonight?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. I think I'm kind of slacky. I'm not actually drinking at the moment. Oh I was, God. I'm working on a cup of tea. That's, uh, that's about all I have at this hour of the day.
0: Oh God. This, this may be the end. This may be the end of the, the podcast. If, if we're at the point where Phil is sitting down to, to oh. podcast with a cup of tea, uh, we might be in trouble. Although I'm, I'm not, uh, this is no great shakes either. I'm, I'll, I shouldn't say that. I, I do love what I'm about to drink. I have an athletic brewing um this is a, a pilot beer a rice hell's lager pretty psyched for this one and uh yeah always always good to have an athletic even even without the alcohol athletic makes some good stuff so cheers phil yeah
1: oh uh cheers i do love the athletic uh, brewing i mean i'm just not a sponsored athlete like you you know mm. i mean i'm surprised you even have time for a podcast these days i mean you got sponsorship deals coming left and right i see the athletic brewing truck driving down your street yeah you know dropping off like uh, you know Fifty cans of beer for you twice a week uh, must be nice, you know. Yeah, I mean you have the most perfectly lubed body in the in the world of ultra running. I mean you have squirrels nut butter or squirrels nut butter, as you say, <laughs> delivering various lubes. Uh, I was slightly worried when I saw them delivering delivering some test lube for you, some uh, some out there lubes. I'm not sure what they're branching into, but uh, you do smell nice when you run. <laughs>
0: Well, as Phil alludes, I'm not a sponsored athlete, but you can certainly use the code JasonF20 for 20% off your first order athletic brewing. um, Thanks to those guys. But uh, yeah, uh, we we have not had a lot of time for a podcast recently. It has nothing to do with any sort of product or even training that I've been doing. It's just, I don't know, Phil, both of us are kind of minimally employed right now. And yet we seem to have less and less time, which is uh, kind of a get I guess it's good that we're keeping busy but uh it it is annoying not to see it quite as often as I did when we were both working full-time I don't know what that's about
1: yeah I mean I'm uh, I'm you know building herd piles in the catskills I'm seriously uh, looking after my bees tending to my garden and uh, a little bit of climbing um and i'm I'm spent a lot of time watching your Instructional lubing videos on YouTube. <laughs> quite, we're going, we're going useful. viral
0: with those. We're going hundred thousand views
1: on your only fans. Yes. Uh. Yeah. So you know, so far, well, it's, it's been good, but I have missed you. I'm glad that we're back. Let's let, put it that way.
0: Yes, I'm glad we're back too. And let's not sell you short either. I mean, you have been out, like you said, in the cats and and putting up uh, all kinds of uh, speed records over there. Actually, I don't think we've even podcasted since you did the uh, the winter FKT, which we don't want to spend a ton of time here now but uh maybe we'll link in the show it's notes 80 degrees outside. Yeah exactly but maybe we'll link in the show notes to the podcast you did uh recapping that your your yeah. your winter FKT uh, of the Catskill 3500 foot peaks so that that was a pretty cool thing and and you're racing this weekend you're you're the the first of the pair of us to be racing this year
1: uh yeah i have actually already raced oh that's right you were at bandera too Uh, but i'm going to georgia yeah going down to georgia gonna race the cruel jewel 100 um and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it um a little bit nervous seems like it's got some some hills down there so a little bit heat uh but uh yeah i'm i'm pumped ready to go got a dream team coming from the northeast got piers and uh, kevin going Bringing out the big Northeast big guns. Yeah, so. it's
0: gonna be awesome. How has it's the fun. heat how's the heat training been going? What's that again? How's the heat training going?
1: It's going great. I love going to the sauna. I don't know if anyone's ever been to the sauna before, but it's just a whole different world in there. There's just <laughs> like some really, really weird people, including me. Uh it's just a fun crew. You meet like all these like middle of the day sauna people. Yeah, I just I love it. Kinda got used to it now as well. It's kind of fun.
0: You're going to keep going after uh, after the race is over.
1: I think they're going to revoke my membership of the gym. I think they're asking me to, to stand down a little bit. Uh, I hadn't realised that a thong was not appropriate for the dry sauna. Um, but uh, anyway, no, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna to move on to, to greener pastures after this, thing, as it'll be warm enough here.
0: All right. Phil, let's uh let's get into this. We've got so much ground to cover. I don't I, I really yeah. don't even know where to start. Um I guess am I'm I'm gonna start with just a, a, a general observation of the year, I think, as it's been going so far. Um there there's there there have been a ton of of big races already. It's great to see. I, I especially wanted to kind of um shout out the the Gorge Waterfalls race coming back onto the calendar this spring, which gave yeah. a, a, all all the folks who are Kind of either in shape for the early season um, golden ticket races or getting in shape for stuff like canyons and stuff like that really gave people an opportunity to race and just added something more uh some more excitement to the early season schedule and then kind of the the i felt i feel like the 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 lack of some of the huge names in the sport like the biggest names that we talk about the guys who compete and and women who compete for the top spots at, um, at, at you know, Western States and, and UTMB and that sort of thing. They, so, a lot of those big names have been quiet early on. And what it's really allowed is for a lot of these kind of young guns and kind of rising stars to really make their presence felt in the early season racing. And that's been awesome. Um, and we've actually seen a lot of these names uh, popping up two or three times in the big early season races. Um, and we'll get into some of those. But uh, I, I, it's it's been a little bit refreshing and especially getting into the big races this summer. Um, you know, we've had some, some folks kind of who we haven't heard from for a couple of years coming back onto the scene. And we have some kind of, like I said, some up and comers who are, are kind of making their presence felt. And as we move into the summer and we start adding... You know the real big names back into the mix—the Jims, the Courtneys, the the Haydens, the Tim Tolsons, and all those guys. Uh, it's going to be really, really exciting to have. It's it's just a great time to have all this young talent and and kind of new names that are really uh, making themselves felt. And some of these people are folks who we know from the FKT world or have been kind of on the fringe of, of the the national class racing scene and and now are really making their their presence known. Um, and that's been kind of from a just a You know, thousand foot view that's been what's the really exciting thing for me in the early season
1: yeah i think we're getting to that point and you know we've known it for a while that there's like a lot of good fast running talent out there Mm -hmm. and it's kind of starting to emerge you know i mean there's the established names uh you know obviously they're pretty handy still but there's just a whole wave of like you know new people coming into the sport yeah um, and, you know, just starting to prove they can throw down 50 mile, 100 K, 100 mile distances. I mean, times are just getting fast. I mean, it's nice to see kind of uh, string being, you know, coming into right. the mix. I mean, the guy's been like this legendary FKT through hiker, like throwing down, you know, crazy adventures. And now he's like racing 100 Ks and 100 miles and 250 miles and throwing down like mega impressive times yeah against really against
0: really top competition exactly that was one of the one of the big names that jumped out of me from the early season yeah
1: i think what's interesting is like you know he he, i I guess looking at what he did you never would have thought he could have just jumped across to this area of the the kind of ultra scene you know like the, the the real i guess short in his kind of terms you know um with but, him doing you know a lot of through hikes and stuff but, but he's another but one I'm of these
0: guys he's another one of these guys that come from a competitive collegiate track and cross-country background you know these guys yeah. who have run in the you know mid mid to low 14 minute 5ks or in his case i think yeah, yeah kind of like a mid 14 5k guy you know real real speed and talent and i think yeah. again like you said we've been we've been talking about this for a while and it feels like now the if you know if you say that these all, all this top talent coming out of college who want to continue running at a professional or a semi-professional level, you know, uh, up until recently, the only real way to try and make "quote unquote" make a living was to go to the roads, or if you were talented enough, really try and make it on the track and you know build up the sponsorship money and maybe race in Europe and that sort of thing. And I think now what we're seeing is there's enough money and interest in the trail and ultra scene and enough sponsorship interest that. My guess is for, for somebody coming out of college, maybe not, you know, maybe not a national champ level person, but somebody, you know, just below that, like, you know, a really good solid D1 college runner with with a lot of speed and a lot of talent. Uh, my guess is from a financial standpoint, it's probably pretty close what you can make, you know, as a trail runner, uh, you know, fledgling ultra runner, sky runner, that sort of thing versus what you could make on the roads and, and trying to, you know, get yourself maybe into a golden league. I I just don't know that that it's that much of a financial difference now. And so now we're seeing like, you know, people are like, oh, I might as well run on the trails and have a good time and, you know, be in this scene and, and, you know, make as much money as I could have and still be able to travel and do all this other stuff. So I I really think that's starting to even out.
1: Yeah. And I think also, you know, a lot of these uh, these companies are now starting to invest a little more in the sport as well they see the expansion they see the growth and now they're like you know maybe we get more athletes on board uh you know we pay a bit better money for them uh you know it's a high profile sport i mean it's a sport now where you can pay three hundred four hundred dollars for a pair of running shoes in it right um, right um you know it's uh definitely one where the uh you know the sponsors and the, the you know the gear companies are getting more involved so yeah interesting uh, interesting developments i mean And it's only going one way, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know anything about, you know, markets or finance or anything like that. I I assume whenever I see something like this, I always assume there's a bubble just because there always seems to be a bubble, you know, whenever there's new interest in something like this, as our uh, Bitcoin price is basically cratering as we speak. But, um, you know, who knows? I mean, time to buy. That's right. Always a good time to get in. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the results and the names that have jumped out at us over the first uh, part of the year. Let's start with some of the bigger trail races that we've uh you know come to count on to see who's in form and to kind of set our expectations for the summer and we you know, talk about a lot of these golden ticket races, and we mentioned Gorge Waterfalls and that sort of thing. And then let's yeah. after that, we can get into some of the uh, the East Coast races and some of the other races that we've been following, and some of the big performances and smaller races that that have happened. But you know, early in the year, the first uh, first stateside golden ticket race of the year is always Bandera, and uh, did not disappoint as always. Um, really, really good performances on both the men's and the women's side. Um what jumped out to you there? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with what jumped out to me was uh, you know, certainly just from our standpoint, I gotta shout out Ellie Pell. Um yeah, the uh 100%. the Ith- Ithaca New York and and uh Red Newt Racing uh teammate coming in second in I believe um I was about to say it was her first hundred K. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's the case, mm-hmm. but it it certainly might have been. Second place and taking the golden ticket, uh Riley Brady, another East Coast uh Pennsylvania. Athlete came in uh, sixth in a a very strong women's field. That race won by Marianne Hogan, uh, Lee Yingling in third, uh, Megan Morgan fourth, Brianna Grigsby in fifth. So really solid on the women's side. Um, And the men's race, some really good names. Stringbean, you mentioned, um, you know, right, like you said, not somebody we would normally associate with a fast 100K, but coming in and putting down a good time and and, uh, getting himself on the podium, although just missing the the golden ticket there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see... uh... You know, Ellie getting that golden ticket, rep, you know, little representation, East Coast representation. I do believe you and I were the first to go down there and represent. We threw down some pretty sweet time when we were <laughs> a little younger. Um, although I did catch you riding an armadillo for two miles worth of it, although we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Is that what uh, you call uh, yeah, it? No, riding but, an armadillo? Uh... <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll have to go to your OnlyFans to see the riding an armadillo thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bandera, always a good one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, nice to see Ellie get that golden ticket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Uh, The
0: men's race, the men's race was pretty hot. Uh, Jonathan Ray wound up with the win a a little bit unexpected. I think, I mean, a really solid runner, but, uh, when, when you look at the rest of the the names kind of in that top five to 10, there were, I I wouldn't have bet him as my, my number one pick and my number one pick, I think pre-race probably would have been Tyler Fox who wound up second um yeah. and who, he's a
1: local runner though um isn't he who not, John, sorry, not Tyler Fox the um Jonathan uh I think he's a Texas guy Is I that believe right?
0: I believe that's the case yeah yeah so a little bit of a home course advantage there um yeah. Tyler uh in second Joe Joe uh, McConaughey we said string beam was third uh Rod Favard um who has been coming on for the last couple of years from Northern California Jimmy Elam, yep. another young gun who we've talked about multiple times, was in the top five. David Hedges, who we talked about a lot towards the end of last year, um, and who was the um, course record setter at Hellgate last year, if I'm not mistaken, yep. right?
1: And um, I think he raced at Breakneck, actually.
0: He did, and we'll get to that. that yeah. Did you see that video? I did, yeah. yeah.
1: That, was, uh, that was some finish, right? Yeah,
0: uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, yeah, a great start at Bandera. Um, continued through to Black Canyon. We saw some really great performances there. So some really, again, uh, you know, deep fields that Black Canyon, especially is one where I feel like in the past it's been, you know, two or three or four athletes racing for these golden tickets. And maybe that was it, but not the case this year um, where we had some, some real names in the top five to 10 that really could have all, um, you know, been, been in, uh, pre-race favorites and, and, you would think could all be contenders at Western States, at least for the top uh, 10 to 20. Uh, Trueheart Brown, a name I don't think either of us were familiar with coming away with the win, yeah. but Scott Traer in second, Jeff Colton third. I saw Anthony Costales, Seth Ruling were in the top 10. Seth Ruling, the JFK champ from a couple of years ago. Preston Cates, mm-hmm. uh, who was a, a young gun who kind of burst onto the scene, I think last year at, at Canyons, um, racing with Max and Anthony Costales there, was was mixing it up early up front in the top 10. And then on the women's side, the big story for me was was Claire Gallagher, who, uh, you know, a little bit of a struggle last year at Western States and had a quiet second half of the year, but came back in a big way at Black Canyon.
1: Yeah. But she didn't take her ticket. Is that right?
0: I believe that's the case. I I think she passed on the ticket. um, And I don't know what that means for the rest of her season. I don't know Mm -hmm. if she's you know, she's a former CCC champ. I don't know if she's planning on going back to CCC or, or racing another one of the UTMB races, or if she has other plans. I, I I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Must be uh, I guess it's something we haven't experienced yet, getting a ticket and turning it down, but uh, I'm sure that's in our futures.
0: Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day when I can. You got pretty
1: close one year though, right? I mean, I, I don't know.
0: I got, <laughs> I got Top uh five at bandera. I w- yeah, it rolled down to one place before me, um, and uh, but that that one place was a good fifteen minutes ahead. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't as close as it might have looked. Um,
1: yeah, I think it needed to roll down. Well, the year I did to like sixty seventh place, so <laughs> I didn't think I had a lot of big chance there. But anyway,
0: <laughs> um, Brianna Grigsby was was uh, fifth at that race as well. Another and and th- like I said, that's kind of a theme that we'll touch on a couple times where. Several people putting up two or three really high-level performances already in this young season. Uh, Brianna, one of those. Taylor Nowlin, who came in fourth at Black Canyon, was another one. Um, She backed that up with a podium finish at the Gorge Waterfalls 50K. Let's talk about Gorge Waterfalls, which uh, I would say five years ago was a real fixture of the early season racing scene, uh, especially in the Pacific Northwest. It was a golden ticket race for a while. Uh, I think uh, Jim Wamsley still has the course record uh, for the 100K up there. Uh, wildfire damage and and I think you know pandemic had had kind of shut this race down for a little while and then uh, rain shadow running which was the the uh, company you know James Varner's company that had put that on for years uh, gave it up this year and mm-hmm. it was brought back on the schedule and you know really brought out uh, some real talent for both the 50k and the 100k the 100k being the glamour yeah. event in the past but I think the 50k. Um, you know, I think a lot of people took advantage of the fact that the 50 K was there this year as an early season, you know, tester or, um, you know, just a fitness boost or something because the the fields in the 50 K were, were at least as good as the hundred K if not better.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, there was some great racing and the coverage of it was excellent. I mean, they had a bunch of cameras out on course, you know, Debo was running around all over the place, a few other people with cameras, but it was great coverage it's a good feel. It's only going to get bigger. I mean, it's going to be a golden ticket race next year. I'm sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, should be, uh, should be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. So Debo was involved in the, the, uh, race direction or, or something to do with, um, that race. I, uh, free trail was partnering with, um, I forget yeah. the, I think it's daybreak racing that, uh, that took over yeah. there. Right. And, yeah. uh, yeah, another really reputable company and yeah, I'm all, all reports where the course looked great, uh, the competition was great. Yeah, it's, it would be great if it was a golden ticket race again. That, again, is is really up to the, the sponsor of the golden ticket series, which um, is still yeah. Hoka. So I, I don't know who I, – I, it, it'll be interesting. I mean – you know we we'd like to think that the golden ticket races it, you know it's a meritocracy but it really isn't uh, just because mm. something is you know one of the best races or one of the most competitive races doesn't automatically make it a golden ticket race and you know there's there's politics and money that goes into that obviously um you know with with free trail being involved at least as a partner I have to assume that Speedland is involved as a sponsor of the race, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, made it I, tricky then, right? Yeah, I don't know that Hoka is then going to turn around and and bestow a golden ticket on a, a race that's not owned, but at least uh, you know partnered with uh, another shoe brand, especially a, a, a high-end uh, you know a high-end market shoe brand like like Speedland.
1: Yeah, um, it, I mean the the hundred K had a nice. Uh, I mean it was twelve thousand dollars in prize money across the. Uh, the winners you know the sorry the, sorry across the, uh, the podium uh finishes three thousand dollars for the winners i actually i'm not sure how far it rolled down i'm guessing a bit further than third place but uh yeah pretty pretty decent three grand goes goes a long way yeah yeah um
0: i mean what would be really really cool I, and i i don't think they would do this because I, I think they like where on the calendar it is and and you know how that you know weather wise plays into the pacific northwest seasons and stuff but you know, we're still we're still searching for kind of a an unofficial season ender since the cancellation of the North Face 50. And yeah. you know, that that race was started from nothing, the North Face 50, and you know, did become kind of this season-ending championship which was what they had envisioned uh because of money mostly. I mean, you know, obviously they put on a great race, they had a great course, you know, mm. it was in a place where people wanted to visit in, in the Bay Area and and run on those trails. But um you know they they invented that race out of whole cloth and and you know in no small part it was built up by uh you know prize money like you mentioned and it would be yeah. really it would be really interesting and and also you know the the sponsorship and involvement of the north face and those athletes and that sort of thing is going to be hard to to replicate but it would be really interesting if um if gorge waterfalls kind of leaned into that and and said you know yeah. we're going to move to the end of november or the beginning of december and we're going to be the de facto, uh, you know, North North American season championship. And yeah, that might be a hard space to carve out in the post UTMB world. Um, mm. <laughs> but if uh, it's
1: November, that's enough time for people. Early November, you know, that's still a good amount of time for people to recover.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying more from just like the idea of like. Uh, of, of setting yourself up or branding yourself as, uh, as a championship race of sorts, uh, that, that yeah. concept may be difficult to, um, to carry out now that, you know, that that's basically the, the stated goal or the stated purpose of UTMB is to have these continental championships and all this other stuff. Um, and, and, you know, whether or not another brand can come in and kind of move them off of that is, is probably unlikely, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, I, I'm just you know, it's not like I've heard anything about this. It's just a, off the top of my head that would be a really mm. cool thing for them to do. I, I don't think it'll happen, but um, it, it would be pretty neat. And I, I know that Debo has you know always loved the North Face 50, and and you know no recognizes the need for kind of a, a season ender like that. Um, it would yeah. be interesting if they they kind of threw their hat in the ring in the ring that way. I don't know what the what the weather is like in that area i mean it's
1: pretty temperate. i, it I rains guess but... there a lot yeah yeah I mean, so who, who knows if i mean it... 365 days a year <laughs> the other thing is so you have jfk right so you can't really have anything too close to that um... but jfk's
0: been there forever and that didn't deter the north face i mean when when north face yeah. went when you know the the north face 50 was was a big deal uh you know jfk the field did suffer a little bit but mm. you know in the absence of that well while, while the JFK field has improved a little bit, i don't I don't know that it's kind of still taken on this kind of end of the year um you know, bash kind of feeling. And it probably won't it to that degree, again, because they don't pay out a ton of money. um and mm-hmm. i don't I don't think that they have designs on doing that. Um you know, jFk, their 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 selling point is the history. Uh, you know it's it's the I think it's the oldest ultra marathon in the country, or at least one of. And, yeah. um, you know, the fact that so many great runners have gone there and tested themselves over the years is the attraction. Um, but I think they're, they're happy, you know, selling that as their point and not, you know, trying to throw a bunch of prize money at people and seeing who shows up. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting uh, idea. Anyway, to the results at Gorge, at Gorge Waterfalls, um, Dave Laney uh, with a great race there. Second uh, fastest performance all time to Jim's um yeah uh on the women's side we had um uh who was it hannah all good oh right yeah uh course record i believe
1: um i'm not sure what to believe okay so uh, you could <laughs> well be right but i, I do right. know that ellie pell was there and she came in a hot third place yep
0: yep another podium there and again uh, and uh uh, you know, backing up her second at Bandera and backing up his third yeah. at Bandera was was Stringbean uh, with another podium finish at Gorge Waterfalls. So, you yeah. know, again, this theme of of people putting up multiple great early season results. The 50K, mm-hmm. I thought the field might have been even better. Um, and yeah. we had uh, uh, we had uh, Ryan Miller uh, winning for the men. We had Keeley Henninger winning for the women. The, the top three men, Ryan Miller, Tyler Green, Adam Mary. That's a I mean, that's just a murderer's row. Top yeah. uh four women, Keeley, we had Leah Yingling again, uh, another podium finish, Taylor Nallon, who, you know, fourth at Black Canyon, came back third in the fifty K Gorge Waterfalls, mm-hmm. and Arden Young, uh, in fourth. So I mean, just just star-studded fields. And again, you know, in the absence of you know, I hate to go back to Jim and Courtney, but Jim and Courtney kind of, you know, are the, the folks in the background of everything, having won the past God knows how many Ultra Runner of the Year awards, with them being a little bit you know, out of the scene early on and both of them racing overseas instead of domestically uh, in the first half of the year, it's allowed a lot of these, these names that some of which we knew and some of which are, like we said, kind of coming up uh, to really grab the spotlight. And that's been super exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, Talking of Jim and Courtney, I do believe they raced in a small island on a small island called Madeira. Is that correct?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the, the same weekend as Canyons, which was the last of the golden ticket races and, and you know, as usual, the great coverage at Canyons kind of kept everyone's attention there. And, and we can touch on that in a second. Uh Same weekend, Jim and Courtney were just, uh yeah, racing over on a, a small island called Madeira, and just kind of served a reminder to everybody that they are still, if not the two best runners in the world, two of the best runners in the world with um, yeah. pretty well, dominant like just victories. Just
1: over 100k there, isn't it? With like, 30,000 feet of climbing or something ridiculous.
0: It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. G- Jim won by, I want to say about 10 minutes. And I think Courtney won by about 90.
1: Yes. And she, they both broke course records. Yep. There, right?
0: They both did. Yeah. So uh, you know, just again, just, just reiterating and and reminding everybody who the, the real bosses are, at least for now. Uh, but on that same day, I think that the newest challenger to Jim, at least domestically, in terms of, you know, talent, ability, range, speed. Uh, I think the, you know, and, and maybe we can get into this a little later, but maybe my early favorite for, for Western States uh, is Adam Peterman, who- has uh, yes, to be right. Oh God. Yeah. And, and really laid waste to the Canyons course and broke the course record there on a 100K course with 16,000 feet of climbing and yeah. uh, beat up on a really, really solid field. Dave Sinclair and Jared Hazen rounding out the podium and three golden tickets up for grabs uh, at that race, um and all three of those uh, taking those tickets when you can when you can beat Jared Hazen on a course that is basically Western states in reverse, you know you've had a good day,
1: yeah, that uh, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, without Jim there, it's just I think it's so open. I mean, I know you think that, uh, Adam Peterman is gonna be the the guy to watch but I mean it's his first hundred uh, I mean he is stellar, but like anything could happen at states people blow up of course um you know it should be should be interesting but it start I mean without Jim there it just opens it up massively it's it's a different it's a different race you yeah know?
0: and we'll do, and we'll do a state's preview episode uh next month before the race but um yeah that's that's kind of my uh, that's what I was thinking about while I was uh running yesterday I was like it really is for the first time in a couple of years, you know, it's anyone's race. Um, And that's always the case at 100 miles, obviously, because anything can happen, especially on that course with the heat. But you know, for the past several years, we've said if Jim doesn't make any mistakes, he's going to win. And of course he did. Um, And this Mm. year, uh, who knows? And, uh, you know, again, we'll talk more about this. I never never love picking a 100 mile debutante to win Western States. Uh, I never love picking somebody doing their first 100 there. I never like somebody doing their first Western States to win. But, uh, you know, Adam Peterman has uh, all the ability in the world and is one of only two people to take down a Jim Wamsley course record. And, you know, he's been on a tear.
1: No one really likes you picking them either because you're always wrong. So (laughs) uh, chances are if you pick someone, they ain't winning. They probably don't finish. Anyway. (laughs)
0: Um, I mean, we saw Ruth Croft. Uh, podium in her first hundred there last year um, yeah, on the women's side. Uh, you know, Hayden's going to be back there uh, after a, a really exciting and ultimately very hard-fought 100-mile uh, debut. Um, you know, a, again, he's the other one who's, who's taken out a gym record and a tough guy to pick against when things are going right. And now that he's got mm-hmm. that first one under his belt and really knows what that race is about, I mean – Wow, even if it's just Hayden versus versus Adam, Adam, that would be that would be something else.
1: Yeah, I mean Jared Hazen as well. I mean he's had a fast run on that course. You know, I do believe it was the second fastest time ever or third fastest. Second fastest time ever. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and he's
0: and that's I think one of three podium finishes for him, if I'm not mistaken. Say that again. I I think he's finished on the podium three times there at Western States. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he said it had had a few podium finishes yeah. so. Yeah, I mean he's got to be up there. So it should be interesting. Yeah. But, uh, and people have to wait for our preview to really Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll have to get into because there there are so many names and storylines to to kind of yeah. look at from there. Um the 50k at Canyons was really pretty cool up front too. Uh, Dakota Jones who uh, is running Hard Rock again this year, I believe, went wire to wire more or less to win the 50k and uh Mary Mendoza, uh, a very yeah. strong second and and then my boy Austin Trico running up uh, from behind for third. Um, that's
1: solid, yeah, Yeah, so
0: that was that was really fun. And, you know, the 50k to get uh, those kind of names in Dakota and Mario. That's that's uh, that's pretty hot. And that's a tough course again. 50k, about 8,000 yeah. feet of climbing, and uh, and warm. So uh, some good stuff there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on recent, or actually before we get to the real recent stuff, which is uh, there's a couple of East Coast races we wanted to touch on, and uh, some other results from uh, scattered around the globe. But um, we had a couple of world records in the early season. Um, and uh your favorite and mine Camille taking down her own 100 mile world record and taking the overall win at uh at jackpot the uh, USATF National Championships
1: yeah she uh i mean you know she had a tough year last year i think you know and uh you know she had a few dnf's but you know she's she's coming in hot now i mean You know, I think she probably took some of your advice that you'd given to her. And, uh, you know, things are starting to look up. Breaking course records left and right, as well as uh, Alexander Sorokin. Yeah. He's crashing. 24-hour record, 100-mile record, 100K record. You know, that guy is just, you know,
0: in a hurry. Breaking the the 100K world record, which is, is, um, you know, uh, on the lower end of his uh, specialties, you would think. (laughs) Um, but yeah. uh, taking a few minutes out of the record that Jim just missed last year uh, yeah. and setting a couple of national records for 50K and 50 miles en route. You know, it was interesting. His his 50K national record, which he set uh, en route, the Lithuanian record, was only about 305 or so, uh, maybe 303, right. maybe 301. I mean, it was basically even splits for him to go, uh, you know, to, to run, I think, 605 is what he put up for the 100K. Um, and I yeah. think that's significantly slower, a couple minutes slower than Jim went through at the carbon X 2 uh, his 50 right. K split was under three hours. Um, I oh, believe. Wow. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, food for thought if, if Jim wanted to try that again and try and run it a little bit more evenly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean his range now, right. hundred K world record up to, like you said, 24 hours, uh, with, you know, a dominant hundred mile record in, in between, um, you know, I uh straight performance wise we're in coros territory at this point i mean yes super shoes and everything else who the hell knows the you know i i don't think the impact of of those can be overstated but uh still we're we're just you know the the thing with coros is is obviously not just the you know how otherworldly his performance was but just his his longevity and and the fact that he was just able to do it over and over and over again i mean you look at the top. You know, we we talked about this when Sorokin broke the twenty-four hour world record. You know, you look at the top like 20, 24 uh, hour performances all time, and like seventeen of them are choruses. So, I mean, it, it remains to be seen whether or not Sorokin has that kind of durability and longevity and, and consistency um, that he would need to really, I think, threaten kind of that that status as the as the goat. But uh, he's well on his way, certainly. And uh, just the first couple of years of, of running at a real world-class level.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, it, uh, it just seemed like he, you know, he didn't even seem like he struggled that much on these, on these efforts, you know, no. so I think there's a little bit more kind of juice in a tank for him. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be going to be interesting to see And like, I mean, it's going to maybe push Jim more into the mountains because looking at some of these times now, you know, 605, um, you know these things are just getting harder and harder and and I feel that uh you know Sorokin, Sorkin has uh has more left in him so yeah should yeah. be should be interesting
0: yeah yeah speaking uh, of
1: 100 Ks what about our boy Zach bevan
0: yeah friend of the pod Zach bevan going up to a very hot and humid day at uh mad city and uh yeah. basically soloing the win there uh, he texted me afterwards and said the good news is that he made the world team and the bad news is that he made the world team and has to run another 100k but uh he was he was uh pretty happy with the performance I think on on a rough day um and yeah Yeah. I I think he'll I mean look he's got the ability to mix it up at worlds if he has a good day for sure I I don't know if Sorokin is is planning on being there and if he is he's the obvious favorite but uh if not you know Zach is certainly somebody you know this this was again a tough day and and I think he ran somewhere just over seven hours but He's the kind of guy who has the ability to run, you know, in the the low to mid six thirties, and certainly that's what it takes oh, to yeah. compete there. So,
1: I mean, now he's got the focus for it as well, right? I mean, he probably turned up to this, you know, maybe not really looking, you know, at his top hundred k potential. He turned, he, you know, he probably, you know, took on a field that he was, I feel, you know, quite a bit better than. Yeah. So he probably, you know, I think, he won by thirty minutes. Yeah, or it was so. it was but, not close. Know, um, so I feel he, he has a lot left in him and, and like, he's the kind of guy that can train specifically for something like this and really put down a decent time, you know? Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, it be it'd be great to see it'd that for him. You know? it'd be great to see that a couple, uh, a couple of recent results from this past weekend. Uh, we talked about Camille and her, her hundred mile world record earlier this year. Um, course record at strolling gym talking of, of Zach Bevan, who, uh, kind of came onto our radar a little bit. By uh, breaking the the legendary course record at, at Strolling Gym last year, uh, Camille comes yep. down uh, this year breaks the women's course record by a couple of minutes, I think, mm-hmm. and um, yep. and uh, takes the overall win over Harvey Lewis.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. I think they have three runners under five hours. You get like a special T shirt from Laz for that, the golden T shirt. Yeah, so, yeah, that was cool.
0: Yeah. Really good performance. I mean, still, you know, just just to highlight how great Zach's performance was there last year. Yeah. I, I think it was a, almost an hour faster than than Camille and uh, yeah. and Harvey wound up running, uh, which is just mind boggling uh, to yeah. go an hour faster than the hundred mile world record holder over you know over a forty mile. I mean, that, that's that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. And and yeah. you know, Camille pushed was pushed. I mean, Harvey was right there. He was only a couple minutes behind. So it's not like yeah. she was just cruising. Yeah. Um, totally. So, but yeah, no, good to see, uh, good to see some big names turning up. I know, I know Harvey's run strolling gym a couple times. Good to see Camille turning up and, um, you know, love, love to see that race getting some, some attention. So hopefully that continues to to happen. That's a, I think, I think that race been 40, 44 years that it's yeah. been going on. That's, that's fantastic. Yep. Um, also this past week, uh, Cocodona two fifty. one of your faves.
1: Coconut 250. Yeah, that's, uh, that that looked pretty good. That was when uh, String Bean kind of showed his uh his long distance running chops. Yeah. And uh, I think he was like 61 hours or something. And he, then He uh, won that race Michael by what, second? 69 yeah. hours.
0: Yeah, I th- I think Joe won by something like 20 miles or 25 miles. Like it was it was yeah. a very dominant performance.
1: Yeah. He, he had a great run. I mean, and the coverage again for that was just excellent. You know, yeah. they had basically, you know, a 24 hour YouTube channel going on. It was really good drones out on the course. I mean, it really looks amazing. Uh, and Cole, Cole Crosby was there. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he was representing the East coast and I think he was 10th or 11th. Yep. I think he it was a bit of a learning curve for him. His feet fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he sucked it up. It looked and like got they got really
0: it. chewed up, but, uh, yeah, former another former guest. Annie, um,
1: uh, Annie Hughes was third overall.
0: Third overall, first woman. Annie was the Leadville champ last year, and uh, yeah, was great
1: performance. From yeah, her. amazing. Yeah, I mean, watching the coverage, she's just moving so well.
0: She's only like twenty three or twenty four years old.
1: Twenty four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wild. That's about a third of your age. So yeah, yeah.
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, string being that, that's you know, you would think right in his element, and. But yeah, like totally. you said, but now Michael McKnight, right? flat, Michael McKnight, a specialist, certainly. Um, yeah. and, and you would have said maybe Joe as well. But uh, now flashing, you know, again, all the speed that we knew was there. But, um, you know, the yeah. performances in the 100Ks earlier this year, uh, you know, really belie that speed. And, and you know, we knew oh. it was there. He, he ran a, you know, I think a sub 14 hour 100 mile on the track just yeah. by himself, uh, I think two years ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really, really cool seeing seeing those guys battle it out. And, um, you know, I I wonder what is going to be later on this summer, because I guess Joe's not in states uh, at this point. So I I wonder what he's going to target later on this year. Um, Yeah, let's 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 talk briefly about the the East Coast races that we wanted to touch on. Breakneck was just a a couple weeks ago. Um, David Hedges, who we mentioned, got into a huge battle with Max King. Uh, the, you know, the former guest and uh, former mountain running world champion and a spot yeah. spot on the U.S. mountain running team was on the line. And um, that was just watching the video of the two of them go over the last two miles, just yeah uh, battling on those hills over that terrain and throwing those surges at each other was awesome.
1: I mean, the last time I saw a sprint finish like that was you and I sprinting for the last sausage on your barbecue. <laughs> At your party last year, we were, we were just running for that thing. It was like chariots of fire, <laughs> slobbering left and right. But, uh, yeah, uh, no, that was, a really missed you Phil. I've missed you. You cook a good sausage.
0: Um, uh, Max ultimately, uh, won in, in, a real sprint finish. I think they were only about four or five seconds separating the two of them. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it
1: was mega close.
0: wild. The, the women's race, not, not a contest. Uh, local athlete, Michelle Merlis just ran away with it.
1: Swap, swap teamer as well
0: on swap the team teamer as well. That's right. She That's right.
1: Down there. That's great. Great. Yeah. She apparently trained on that course a lot, you know, really, really wanted that win and, and it's very dominant there. So yeah, congrats to her.
0: Yeah. That was a really dominant performance. Very, very, very cool to see. Uh, Heiner 50 K and 25 K two of the uh, yeah. big trail uh, well, races. early. One this year. other
1: from the breakneck, the, uh, the half marathon, oh yeah the half marathon was the the next day right we had uh steve lang local guy throwing down a fast one and uh, ian short is coming in uh second place there so so that was cool uh i'm not quite sure who won the women's one on that side do you do you know that i don't all right well yeah we have to have a word with our researchers seriously um they could do a better job for us right two course records
0: at heiner on the men's side jared burdick uh Another upstate yeah. New York guy uh, and former US 50K champ. Um, yeah,
1: nice to see him back racing. I think yeah. it's been a little while, hasn't it? I mean, I, I, that's cool. I don't
0: remember seeing him in anything for. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what he's been racing recently. Not much, I don't think. You know, he did put on the um, the 24 hour up in Syracuse last year, where a couple of people had some nice. And I think he did. I think he ran 100 miles there and then stopped uh, in the 24 hour. If I'm not mistaken, right. But yeah, first time yeah. on the trails that I can remember in a while, maybe since states from a few years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been a while for sure. But that's a nice, nice way to come back. And then uh, Miguela Ingles mm-hmm. won the women's race there. Yep, yep. The twenty-five k, Matt Lipsian and then Katie O'Regan. Yeah, so Katie O'Regan with, with a really. Stuffy. East Coast, coming. yeah,
0: really good run. Uh, the 25k traditionally is kind of the the varsity race at, at Heiner. The 50k I, I think is a newer race, although you know certainly has been getting a lot of play recently. Lipsy uh, yeah. uh, course record there in the 25k, uh, coming back from uh, a, a long illness, which is great to see him racing well again. And yeah, uh, so. he he just backed that up this past weekend with uh, by winning uh, the Seven Sisters um, in Western yeah. Massachusetts, a, a iconic New England trail race. Um, in one of the faster times on record. I think only Paul Lowe has run faster. And Paul's a, a legendary uh, trail and mountain runner who I think was on seven or eight U.S. mountain running teams, just a, a all-time great. So good to see Lipsy back in form and, and healthy again. So hopefully uh, that, that continues. Um, anything else? Uh, Miwok 100k was this past weekend. We saw Debo's return to action.
1: Yeah, Debo is out there, right? I mean, it's been a while since he uh he raced and yeah, he won the the Meowak 100K, so that was
0: that was very cool. It'd be fun to see that race return to prominence. That was when I first got into ultra running like 10 12 years ago or something in that range. Like that was kind of the 100K that people talked about um and it's just kind of fallen a little bit by the wayside recently. So um i'd love to yeah. see that race come back on uh, again those those kind of bay area northern california trails that'd be yeah. great uh, I mean, but maybe, yeah good to see uh, good to see debo back in form after um you know where, where was it uh, last year that he had trouble in his his last race of the season
1: yeah uh, i mean maybe you do me what next year that'll get it right back on uh,
0: yeah everyone will I, want to
1: do it getting involved you know <laughs> that'll be uh were you,
0: were you following you know, your boy john kelly and the wainwrights last week
1: John Kelly, oh, absolutely, yeah. So he did the Wainwrights. It's about a three hundred mile, you know, uh, ramble through the through the mountains in northeast England. He broke the record there. Um, yeah. And what, what's the deal was, with the Wainwrights?
0: Uh, That's like every peak in the Lake District, basically.
1: Yeah, basically, there's you know, probably like a hundred different peaks or something. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's just. Like just amazing at these suffer fests. um yeah. So yeah, and I think he's leaving the UK. So I think he. Um, yeah, this was I kind of his throw uh, down. This was his send off, right? They're coming back stateside. Yeah, this was his like parting parting gift. Uh, yeah, so the Wayne writes, it's like uh, you know, one hundred forty thousand feet of gain, three hundred twenty-five miles um yeah and you know to standard english weather getting absolutely <laughs> like pissed on day in day out um all you got to eat is fish and chips and mushy peas <laughs> got to run it in hobnail boots with a pair of three inch split shorts on <laughs> uh, yeah so good for him it's nice to see him uh doing that kind of stuff well
0: he's i mean his uh his record on the, in the spine races is, is safe at least until you get there in, in January. Right. I mean, he's, he's got, he's got a few more months to enjoy that before you make the trip.
1: Yeah, I think he'll, so I'm guessing that it won't be his last trip because obviously when I break that record, he'll be, yeah, he'll, like he'll that, have to come know? back
0: and, and, and retake it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, enjoy it while you can, John Kelly. Phil, I think that is, about as good as we're gonna do for a whirlwind tour of about six months worth of trail and ultra results. Uh you have anything else you wanted to touch on before we go?
1: Um I think that's it. I think we have made a comeback. I think people people know that, you know, <laughs> undelete us or <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be happy, so happy.
0: Uh so you're leaving in a couple of days to head down south, right? Uh what's that? You leave-
1: <laughs> I saw you're breaking up on me. You're heading down to Georgia computers. in a couple of days. Georgia heading heading to Georgia on uh, on Wednesday. Ready to go. Got my my various uh, lubricants with me. Got my desitin <laughs> for my feet. And uh, noon start on Friday. Is that right? Noon start on Friday. Yeah, they don't have uh, live tracking. I think.
0: Okay, well that's all right. Yeah, I was I wasn't going to pay attention anyway. Um, all right. That. So, <laughs> good luck down there. Let's uh, let's reconvene in a couple of weeks and we can start previewing states. And maybe we'll do yeah. uh, maybe we'll, let's get a draft. Uh, let's get a, a fantasy draft next month.
1: Yeah, you know how good I am at those. You ready to lose? Let's do it. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> all right. Whatever. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be back in the pain cave, and we're so psyched that you joined us again. Tune in next time. And until then, keep putting one foot in front of the other.
1: Broken down and beaten up The years have been long and tough But I'm not dead Happy now just to spend some time with friends And have a roof above my head
0: I'm not jaded just been faded, Like a good old Rusted like a proud old car Just drove a little too far And seen too much rain But long ago as a child I look back the light sky And wild wonder man And ride the bus And feel upset To think of all the years I'd have to go through
1: there. I was still young I was still young